What's up, Legends? On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with Heath Gray. He's the health and wellness coach at the Counseling Center and the perfect example of an exceptional small-town person whose interest has become their full-time occupation. Oftentimes, professional goals and personal health aren't a part of the same conversation, but the two are certainly more related than you'd think. Heath shares his own fitness and nutrition journey that's made him healthier and medication-free, as well as some important insights for any local professionals listening who are interested interested in becoming healthier versions of themselves. There's a lot of fitness and nutrition advice out there, but it's really cool to hear it from someone local who's actually made the changes for themselves and at the same time is improving his organization's budget concerns by helping others do the same. And of course, every single episode of this has been made possible by Glockner Enterprises. They're a huge part of the good things that are happening here in Portsmouth. So when you or anyone you know is ready to make a vehicle purchase, make sure to visit glockner.com to get started. One last note, if you've been listening for a while and you enjoy what you hear, or maybe this is your first episode and you like what Heath has to say, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That is the highest compliment you could give us so we reach more people here locally and, of course, in our podcast category. Thanks so much, everyone, uh, for continuing to support. Enjoy the episode. Bernard Glockner died in 1876. It is recalled that this is the local legends podcast we're live on the local legends podcast this is episode 28 and i'm in the glockner speakeasy with heath gray how we doing good Heath. how are you man living a dream brother introduce yourself and what you do uh, i am heath gray i do a lot of things currently i am a health and wellness coach for the counseling center uh, meaning I am over the employees, health, wellness, uh, nutrition, fitness, all that good stuff. And I also coach for PSKC mm. and uh, I coach for the TCC um, up at the Hawk on a very regular basis. So a lot of, a lot of things going on. Yeah, you do, man. Uh, you know, we've been a part of the same community for a while and I just want to set the, the stage for those listening because when you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle there's a lot of opinions that you're going to hear about what you should do what you should like what you should and shouldn't eat right like how many times you should work out oh, well, yeah and the worst thing you do is google it how do I you know what I mean and then you're going to get you're going to be on google for two hours trying to figure out what it is and you're going to leave more confused it's sure sure yeah. but I, I just want to premise that there there was a point he you've always like as far as as long as I've known you mm-hmm. and we just known each other from the gym like you've always been fit Mm-hmm. And, and strong but like you just flipped a switch one day is what it felt like to me because one day I walked in and was like man he like you you got way leaner and meaner and everyone was like what's this guy doing right you know what I mean? right so i just want to at least premise that so mm-hmm. people know that you've done it yourself mm-hmm. and now um you don't as far as around here or locally you're really the person that is like a health and wellness coach for a big corporate environment for TCC. So how how many employees are you working with? Uh, I probably work at any given time. I'm with probably 100 or so employees. Mm. Um, And that's not every day. You know, it's over extended period of time. But yeah, I'm I'm working with probably around 100 at at any given time. Um, Mm. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's a little less. Sure, sure. And just with like a number of things like fitness program, nutrition, Mm Um, it's it's all health and wellness. So like I can meet with somebody, and and most 
anytime someone meets me, most of the time they're thinking it's nutrition only. But I mean, we go over all aspects of life. We can go over stress management. We can go over sleep. We can go over, um, you know, fitness. We can go over the social aspect of their life. All different aspects, um, and and try to get a a bigger picture on all that because all of that has something to do with your health and wellness. It's not just nutrition. It's not just fitness. It's it's a big picture of all the things together. Yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 what we do. You know, when I meet with somebody, we'll sit down and and they'll they'll immediately start talking about nutrition because that's what everybody thinks. Or they'll mm-hmm. think, oh, how many times do I need to do CrossFit or how many miles do I need to run? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. You don't have to do all that. It it does help, but let's let's talk about the big picture and let's talk. You know how many hours you sleep, and they may say, "Oh, four hours." Well, I mean, there's a big problem there. If we can get our mm. sleep to eight hours, my goodness, you'll be a much healthier person just from that only. Mm. So you know, it, it's a big picture, and it, it's kind of nice to open people's minds to it and and let them know that they don't have to go run twenty miles and eat broccoli for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 good in that aspect. A lot of people. A lot of people get their minds open to it. Sure, and I like the way you put that. I think that is the initial impression, especially when you see someone like yourself that is so active. People, uh, like, just off first glance think maybe, well, I I don't want to be that active, so I guess I'll never be healthy. And that's just not the – it's really multifaceted. Oh, yeah. Um, And we'll get in – I think I want you to talk more about that sleep aspect and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But Max Lyles, one of your coworkers, and I got – talking about uh why tcc had brought you on the team and he he just initially really stressed that health is when you think about it especially from a business perspective becomes a budget issue oh yeah and when you're scaling and growing as much as tcc has Mm -hmm. uh as they grow so does their list of expenses Mm -hmm. and when employees are on uh medication and and need procedures and those kind of things uh that are health related right. uh, then all of that can really get out of control mm-hmm. and so uh, a large part of your job is coming in to help manage that to not only decrease the expenses that TCC has but also like leads to happier employees right so um what kind of uh you know first hand accounts have you had with people at TCC as you see like any success stories there because I know you have a few that I've heard of. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it all started with just kind of screening people and, and getting some health markers and stuff, and and people were scared to death um, of me because you know, like, oh, you know, let's go CrossFit and, eat, and you have to eat broccoli and chicken and nothing else, and it, and it started like that, and then people got more comfortable as they got to know me. And mm. um, there's one guy, uh, Zach Kraft. Uh, I met with him, and and he was like, man, I just I just want to take control of my life and. And so we talked about things and we got it all kind of figured out and and we said we don't want to make every single change today Mm. we want to just change one thing today try that out for a few weeks and then in a few weeks when that becomes a habit for you and it's no longer such a task to change it you know we'll work on that and and long story short he he worked really hard and he's changed a few things and you know he doesn't go out and run 30 miles he doesn't do crossfit every day he's just done small things mm. he's down 70 pounds now wow i mean he's turned his life around he, and he's he's not stopping you know he's got the energy he loves it he wants to keep going and i mean and it, it works really well for that and um i got sarah kales she's doing the same thing she's just changed her life she's she now crossfits at four and five every day no matter what <laughs> she does both classes and she's eating well and i mean she's she's lost a lot of weight herself and she's she's become a happier healthier person um and a lot of people you know there there's some some um different health issues going around at tcc as far as you know some people have um, high blood sugar and stuff like that and it's fun to work with them because 
a lot of people just think, well, there's no fix to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if, if there is. There's some things that are just really hard to turn around. But, you know, blood sugar, if you catch early enough, or even when you don't, you can change a little bit of your nutrition habits, a little bit of your um, movement habits, stuff like that, and you can really turn that around and live a healthier, happier life. Mm. Well, Heath, what do you think is the most common thing that you see that's stopping the hardworking local professionals that you work with? And then obviously they're, they're in our area, so there's lots of local professionals like them uh, that's stopping them from getting in shape or, or living in health, like a healthier lifestyle because – it certainly doesn't seem to be like a work ethic issue. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure the majority of the people that you work with at TCC, it's, it's, a, it's a great organization. Mm-hmm. And so they hire great people. A lot of them work long hours and they strive to be excellent at Absolutely. what they do. So I do wonder like why that doesn't or what stops that from translating to feeling like the best version of themselves physically, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would say the the biggest thing is fear, fear of the unknown, mm. um, and and it's it's a little bit of um, what everybody's heard over the years. So everybody feels like they they think they have an idea of what could be healthy, you know, because you got all these fad diets that's went around for years. Yeah. Oh, no fats or no carbs or you can eat all the meat you want and no vegetables, no fruit, and you'll be skinny. And yeah, that stuff works for a while, but it all boils down to what everybody they don't know or they're scared to do it all. And they think that when I meet with them, you know, like if, if, if I meet with them and, and they're drinking a 12-pack of Mountain Dew a day, mm. they're afraid that I'm going to tell them, absolutely no Mountain Dew forever. Yeah. No, I can't. I wouldn't expect somebody to go after they meet with me the next day and never drink a Mountain Dew again. That's mm. going to be hard. You have to slowly change things over a long period of time for it to become successful. So people are scared. Um I think that that I'm just going to look at them and say, all right, you have to exercise five days a week and you have to eat chicken, broccoli, no pop, water only. And and that just is, a, is an overwhelming thing for them. And, sure. and getting fit can be overwhelming if you look at the end picture. Right. But if you set these small goals, you know, you'll get there. I, I've been down the road and that's, that's why I feel um, I, I'm not the worst person to have doing this job because there was a time in my life I was 245 pounds I had high blood pressure I was on anxiety medication and I, I was just not an all all around healthy person mm. and I, I finally got it in my mind that well if I start doing small changes you know I can make I can I can get where I want to be it may take a little while longer than I want to but yeah. I'm going to get there because we can all go 30 days and eat 500 calories a day mm. and lose a lot of weight yeah but on day 31, when we go back to our 2,000 calorie diet, mm-hmm. we're going to gain weight right then and there. So back to the question, it, it is just, I think it's a lot of people are scared, they're worried that it's going to be way too hard. And and sometimes it is, but if you go a little bit at a time, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's what I like to educate people on is that we can just make small changes. Yeah, yeah. And what definitely, in, and I, I mean... I see this in my own life when you when you generalize the big changes like when you recognize that hey I'm I'm kind of failing at this and I need to make a big change <laughs> it's intimidating right right um, but just to bring as much value to the listeners as possible Heath you have the advantage of like like you're saying you've done this mm-hmm. you know what I mean you've transformed your own life mm-hmm. and so you have that firsthand experience and just a premise I mean it's I'm sure you would agree. It, it seems to be at least um, 
you have to be really specific to your own body's needs. Mm, you know, not everything works for everybody. Right. But maybe we could get some value just out of hearing about what those initial steps for you were and how you transformed to the, the healthier Heath you are now. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I don't know, what am I, 35 now? So, probably six, seven years ago, mm. I was a 245-pound person. Um, I didn't know that I was completely unhealthy. I didn't really feel good. Um, I had high blood pressure, but I just blame that on, you know, genetics. Genetics, well, I yeah. I thought, well, yeah. you know, my mom has a little bit of high blood pressure, so I'm just going to have it no matter what. Mm. Um, I had anxiety medication, you know, and I, I was just, looking back, I didn't feel great. You know, it, it was hard. I remember, it was a turning point for me, I, I reached down to tie my shoes and I got out of breath. I thought, man, goodness, something's not right. This shouldn't yeah. be how I feel. And I'm only, you know, 27, 28 years old. I'm not sure. Sure. Um, so I, uh, I got into CrossFit and started doing a little bit of that. And, um, you know, I started feeling a little better, but I hadn't cleaned up the rest of my life. As mm. in nutrition, I wasn't worried about sleep. I wasn't worried about stress levels. I wasn't worried about anything. Yeah. And as far as, as far as your work-life balance at the time, what, what can you fill us in? When did you start going to the gym, which like PSKC, mm-hmm. when did you join there? And what were you uh, doing as a career at the time? Um, so I was working at the phone company. Um, I was an outside technician, so I did all the phone, cl- phone pole climbing and installs and stuff like that. Um, and I joined the gym. I am trying to think of the date that I joined. You'd think I'd know that, wouldn't you? <laughs> but um, five, it would be six, five, six years ago. I'm going to say point. five or six years ago, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I was working and going to the gym probably three days a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was good. You know, the gym, the gym did everything I was supposed to do, push it to your limits and all that stuff. Um, but I was, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week. Mm. Um, and, I was just eating, you know, I would eat, I would eat, uh, out, I would go out for lunch every day, McDonald's, Little Caesars, you name it. I didn't care. I didn't know. I, I genuinely, you know, and you'd think I would go to a gas station. That's a funny little story. In my mind, a payday was healthy because it was made of peanuts. (laughs) So I would get a payday, a king size payday. Well, it's more health, you know, and I would eat a payday. And so... I was just living that life and I wasn't, you know, I was a little bit clueless on what actual healthy was. I knew, well, I could cut out our carbs and and be healthy that way. And, you know, in my mind, I knew what things I could do, but really I was completely ignorant on the subject. I had no clue of what I needed to do. Mm. So I was just living that life for a while, Um, you know, working out, uh, not really losing weight, not really feeling a whole lot better. I mean, you can lose a little bit here and there, but when you eat like I did, Sure. You would put it right back on. Yeah. So I, I just started uh, thinking about things. And, and at one time, Dale down at PSKC put on a um, nutrition seminar. And I went to it. And, oh, that's pretty cool. Told us about some stuff. And uh, I left the nutrition seminar and probably did good for a week. Mm. And then I quit again. You know, I would go start right back out. And it, in my mind, it was just, it was too hard. It was too much because I was trying to do everything at once, like I told you. Yeah, yeah. I tried to stop, you know, immediately. The next day after the nutrition seminar, I was like, all right, no more pop, no more anything because I drink pop. And I would just do water only. And this, and oh my God, I got miserable. I had caffeine headaches. I was just a miserable person. So I, like, I ain't doing this no more. Yeah, so yeah. So well, I'll just, I'll just work out harder. Well, you can't outwork. The, the funny thing about like working out really hard is that it makes you really hungry. It does. <laughs> I, that's, that's my wife leaves the gym. She's like, oh, I don't want to eat anything. I leave the gym. I want food and I want to yeah. load up. You know? <laughs> um, and it's still true to this day. So 
Anyways, I went to that nutrition seminar, left, and I didn't stick with it very long, but it, it did interest me. So I would start uh, reading here and there. I would I would listen to podcasts. I would I would watch things on um, on the internet about nutrition, and I thought, man, this this is a pretty interesting thing. So I started to apply it to my life, eating better, but small steps at a time. Um, and you know, eighty percent of the week I would eat good, and then I would I would go off the rails for a day or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I started noticing changes. It wasn't weight immediately, but I did start to feel better. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like this. And it just officially became an experiment for me. So, oh, well, let's just keep doing this. Let's go a little more extreme. Sure. Well, and then like you said, one day you came in the gym and I really feel like I had everything dialed in. And yeah. you said it looked like I flipped a switch. Well, I did. I, I It just sprung to me. Um, you know, and I started doing everything just how I had learned and, and in between there I did I failed to mention that is I took some certifications and took some classes and stuff on nutrition because it was interesting and, mm. to me and, and mm. I wanted to be able to know as much as I could I had no idea what I was going to be doing today Yeah, I genuinely took these classes because I thought I want to know you know you ever find yeah. something so interesting to you that you think I don't care if I can get a career in this I want mm. to know it for me and that's what I did so wow and I started to apply it to my life and man I was just having great um, results and um, slowly but surely it, it it got to where I was I was able to work out more because I felt better yeah I was losing weight um, you know losing losing all the fat not all of it but I was losing fat yeah um, and I was I was sleeping better mm. you know and it's all it's all just a big thing and, and your stress level automatically goes down because you're eating better yeah and you're eating better makes you feel better so that your stress level goes down mm. when you feel better and your stress is down you sleep better yeah you know and it's just it's an all circle thing and everything comes in a big circle when you start dealing with this stuff and um, I love that yeah. you mentioned heat that you that you had no idea that you'd be doing what you were going to do today, and you were just doing these things because they interested you. Right. You know, um, I think that's, I mean, the power of that mindset is significant. Like, we just had Rutman Bird outside on the podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, Nick was share, Nick Rutman was sharing how. Uh, he didn't get into real estate because he felt like um, there was an. Ex- he he saw the opportunity here, but there weren't a lot of people telling him he should do that. It was ju- it just felt right for him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when you when you take that approach, it's obviously opened up opportunity for you. Yeah. And I think that's a a big key part of entrepreneurship. You don't you don't just do something because it is like it looks extra lucrative than anything else. You right. know, or you're just not going to stick with it if you don't like it. You, right. know, you see what I'm saying? And that that boils. It's, a, it's funny because, like I said, I was working at a phone company and I was making really good money. Mm. Um, and I was getting all the overtime I wanted and more. And so, I mean, we were living a really good life because of that. And I, you know, I had the certification, and I started on on the side, slowly helping people because they asked about nutrition and stuff because they seen what I had done. Yeah. And then um, this opportunity started to present itself, and it was like, man, that's scary. Do I leave this job that I'm not happy at, but I'm making a lot of money? Yeah. To this job, who knows how well it's going to work? But you know, it's something I want to do. It's something I I live for. I really enjoy it, and I want to be able to help people. Mm. And you know, I mulled it over and I was terrified. I was sick to my stomach, but I didn't know what to do. Was, you know, you leave all the security for something you're not sure of. And I, I don't talk to my wife. She said, is this the job presenting itself to you? Is this what makes you happy? Is this something that you see yourself doing? She said, 
if they told you tomorrow that they weren't going to pay you anything, don't get any ideas, <laughs> that you would still do it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I would, I would still do that. And she said, there you go. Mm. And that's the decision. And I, and obviously I made that decision and yeah. it's been, you know, pure happiness, you know, and there's never been a day that I think, God, I don't want to work today. Yeah. It's, it's been going every day thinking, all right, I'm going to help somebody today. And, and it's fun. It's, it's fun helping people and there's challenges, but when people, you know, have success, it just makes you feel, you feel real good about it. Mm. And obviously I'm, I'm super glad I made that step. It was a scary step, but I did it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it was, a. Uh, it was a good choice. Man, absolutely. I mean, and, and you hear, I mean, like, Dale's the perfect example of this. He, he, sh- he like, posts the picture all the time of his, like, uh, like his official resignation yeah. letter that he wrote to the A-plant when right. he left there. Right. And it's just so clear that it just probably genuinely wouldn't have been worth it for you to not take that risk. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, and it, it is, like I said, it's a, it was a big risk. But it's it's another form. I mean, I'm just I'm a thousand times happier than I was mm. at the last place, and I'm doing something that I feel is meaningful. And you know, hopefully it is. Hopefully, I'm helping a lot of people, and, and I continue to help a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's a good feeling. Mm. Mm. But I think that's the real key, Heath, is you started following that interest and that that uh, desire for personal development before there was any monetary gain, right? You know, um, and because you became a better version of yourself, you became an asset. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, something that's uh, like you were no longer a, a commodity. Like any anyone could, uh, I mean, like climbing that telephone pole, they could find a lot of people to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, uh, but at this point, you you are like the only Heath Gray in the city right now. Right. You know what I mean? And so it, it's so cool to see your your journey, man. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the multifaceted nature of health and and like living a healthier lifestyle Mm -hmm. you were talking about with uh your job at the phone company at the time you were working a lot of overtime that naturally lended to you probably sleeping less Mm -hmm. and uh we both wear like these whoop bands and i know like you're a a fan yourself but what has that taught you and like what have you learned about your body and there's all the different components of living a healthier lifestyle yeah so i mean these whoop bands don't get me started now we'll be in five hours (laughs) we're we're getting you started yeah (laughs) they're amazing and and it it just put everything together that i've already learned but now you can see it visually with an app because there's a, a band on our wrist but, you know, like, like you said, when I was working at the phone company and I was working extra hours and, and stressed and, you know, and you, we've all been there when you, when you, sometimes you have a, a place of employment, you, you wake up and you're dreading it or you go to bed at night and you're dreading going to work the next day. So it just added stress to your life and then it affected your sleep and, mm-hmm. and when I already wasn't eating good and all that stuff. Um, so it all boils down to there's several things and the whoop kind of. Kind of, it like visualizes yeah. for it. You see actual data. It takes on it all in body. for you. Yeah. And so you can have a person that works out all the time and that eats clean, but if they're not, you know, if they're stressed to death and they're not sleeping good, they're going to have problems trying to get fit and they're going to have problems trying to continue to maintain that lifestyle of mm. working out every day or five days a week or whatever because their body's eventually going to say, you have to sleep. Yeah. Or I'm not going to continue to let you do this without injury mm. or without um, fatiguing or a lack of performance. You know, that's that's a big like vice of especially p- people that really hustle like hot. 
I mean, I, w- I was super guilty of this, like only getting four hours of sleep and right. then wondering like why my body wasn't recovering, why I wasn't losing weight, why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a big problem specifically, and they even like uh, one of Will Ahmed's guests on the Whoop Pod has mm-hmm. talked about this is like millennials are people my age tend to think that their bodies are like expendable, that they can just literally uh, <laughs> throw their health to the wind right. while they're trying to reach a certain level of success. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's certainly not sustainable. Right. You know, yeah. what, what changes have you noticed in your body, Heath, as you started to dial in getting more sleep? I mean, it's amazing because like you said, you know, if you wake up with only four hours of sleep, you're, you're probably not gonna feel that great, but you can get going. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then caffeine, but, right. anything you, yeah. you can, you can, you can get going. But then, like you said, if you go to the gym and you start working out, and you're like, man, yesterday or the day before, I could do this easily, but today I cannot. You, you start to think, you start, if you think about it hard enough, you're going to realize it's because of your sleep. Mm. So if that's the good thing about this whoop is it monitors your sleep and tells you how much deep sleep and uh, slow wave sleep you get. Mm. And, you know, one of them repairs your muscles, one of them repairs your mind. And you'll notice that if you um, get high amounts of those sleep you'll feel 10 times better your mind feels better if you get enough deep sleep you're ready to roll the next day and typically it does reflect on your whoop your recovery and how recovered you are and how ready you are to go for more strain the next day mm. um but i do notice you know there's there's a day a week that i coach 5 30 a.m yeah and if i don't go to bed early enough every tuesday of the week my recovery is like crap you know <laughs> it is like what'd you get up so early for yeah, and, like, yeah. and so my body's mad and and that day's typically kind of a rest day for me because i know my recovery is not going to be great that day mm. um and there was a, a, a whoop it wasn't a podcast but it was a email mm-hmm. that they sent out kind of an informational email and it was talking about because all i i'm kind of obsessed with cycling at the moment <laughs> um and it was about these guys that did tour de france and mm. uh they would bike, I forget how many, hundred and some miles in a day, which mm-hmm. is just amazing. And then the next day he woke up and he was able to have like a 97% recovery. And they yeah. said, how did he do it? And they said, well, obviously his nutrition's on point. But he went, he left the Tour de France, went to his hotel and went to sleep. He got like five hours between the two of the slow wave and the deep Man. sleep. And so obviously if you can get that and wake up the next day, you know, your, your recovery is going to be great. So that's how important sleep can really be for you i mean it Mm. it literally regenerates your body even if you are stressed and you get enough slow wave sleep you are not slow wave uh rem sleep your mind is going to repair itself Mm. and and then the deep sleep repairs your muscles and it's it's just the way of your body to recover so that old saying of oh i'll sleep when i die ain't it ain't it ain't cutting it because you you probably will cut a lot of years off your life if you don't work on your sleep it's super important Mm. Mm. i i think uh if we apply some of those concepts to even maybe someone's thinking like, well, I really have no interest in biking like mm-hmm. 20 miles a day or like working out. That's completely fine. I, I think it just le- like these concepts lend themselves or these pillars of health lend themselves to like, I mean, you look at the Glockners building a 170 year uh, local empire. Like that's that longevity is because the people in place were able to sustain that. Right. Um, I mean, even like uh, Ed Hughes, who had his 30 year career at TCC, he's mm-hmm. big on health and wellness. Yeah. He's 70 something at this point, and the man looks great. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he's, he's a beast. He can do whatever he wants. Right. It's right. Impressive. But those people have been building like the the goal of having like a career should be able to 
do it and sustain it with longevity to where you're not miserable every day. You right. know what I mean? That you're not burning yourself out. And those 30, 40, 50 year careers are people that are able to take care of themselves. Right. You know, and I, I feel like I started noticing that in myself, you know, like 30 pounds ago, it was because I was, I wasn't getting sleep. And then because I wasn't getting sleep, I was like down in all kinds of sources of caffeine and those Mm -hmm. had calories in Mm -hmm. it. And it all just built on itself to where I was just like, man, I felt worse about myself walking in a room. You know what I mean? I wasn't standing up as straight because I was trying to help hide my stomach, like all kinds of Mm -hmm. stuff that led to me not being the high performer I wanted to be. Right. You know, it takes away from the best version of yourself because like you said, you know, you just don't feel good and you go to the gym and you're like, well, you can't perform as well as you once could Mm. because you're just not at that, that point that you, you should be. And and then once that all starts coming around, well then it's the opposite. You don't care to walk in a room because you feel good about yourself. You don't care to get up early and go to the gym because you're going to perform well. Mm. I mean, you feel good about everything. So it can be a negative circle, or it can be a positive. Once once everything starts to come in the right direction, you know, life just becomes a much more enjoyable experience because you you become positive. Everything starts working well for you because you just start changing small things in those mm. pillars of your life and it, it just it dramatically changes everything. It so let's let's do a little bit of an exercise for uh, people that have listened up to this point. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to uh, when you initially sit somebody down and, and ask them you know, what they're currently doing that obviously the person themselves has to want to make that change. They're ready to make the mental leap. It's going to be hard. There's going to be times where, you know, it's, you seem uncertain or I don't feel like I'm progressing fast enough or or whatever. But, um, if someone's really ready, Ethan, you're having that conversation with them. What kind of questions do you want them to start asking themselves? And what are the most basic steps to build some real momentum? Um, I mean, the, the, the first question that I would ask them is, what's a normal day look like? Um, mm. So let's, and let's start, when I say normal day, let's start at when you wake up, what time, um, what goes in your mouth and what time, i.e. <laughs> water, yeah. food, pop, you, you name it. Tell me that. And it doesn't have to be exact. It's just an idea of what that is, mm-hmm. um, what time you go to work. Um, what what work looks like for you? How many hours do you work? What time do you go to lunch? What do you have for lunch? Um, and everything in between there. And then when you get off work, what do you do? What's for dinner? What's for snack? Um, what is the what does a regular routine look like for you? And then what's bedtime? Mm. And that kind of gives me an all encompassing picture of of what they look like. So if they tell me, well, I got up at six a.m. and then the last thing they tell me is, well, I went to bed at midnight. Okay, well, we know there's a little problem. That's only six hours sleep if you went straight to sleep. Mm. And then they tell me, so when I first got up, I had two donuts and uh, chocolate milk. Yeah. Okay, well, there's something else we can look at. And then, you know, work is pretty crazy. I'm running around all the time. I don't know what to do. I, I want to pull my hair out. I'm stressed to death. Okay. And then, you know, it's, it's a good way to get that big picture to start dialing in the little things. Obviously, I'm not going to tell them, let's fix your sleep, let's fix your breakfast, let's pick your work, fix everything right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start on the biggest thing. It's like, you know, we triage it. Let's let's start on the biggest thing and let's change that. Let's try that for two or three weeks. Mm. And then let's meet again. And and you're going to you're going to contact me in between here and tell me how this this first change is going for you and if it's if something's hard, we'll fix it. Sure. But we're going to change that for the first few weeks. Then we're going to meet again and we're like, "Okay, now that you've, for example, cut out sugar to a smaller amount than what you were, 
Mm. Let's work on portion sizes of your meals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, once you got that in three more weeks, let's talk about your sleep. Let's talk about your stress at work. Let's talk about this, that, and the other. And you do it all in different times. Um, like I said before, that way, if I, t- if I set you down and told you to change all that right now, you're just going to leave like with your I head. I can't. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I just give up already. Sure. You can't have that. And that's, uh, I might be getting away from your question. But no. if if I can tell people that this is a lifestyle change and not a diet or just a temporary fix, mm. if I can tell them this is something, I want to give you something that you can do from now until the day you leave this earth. Mm. I don't want to give you something you do for 30 days or three months. I want to give you something that is easy-ish. It's going to be a change for you, but it's something you can do forever. It's not going to be miserable for you because I'm getting carried away. But like if I tell you, you have to go seven days a week, perfect. And if you go to a birthday party for your daughter... Don't you dare eat a piece of that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's miserable. If you go it's to a birthday party. not functional either. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. If you go to a birthday party, have a piece of cake. Mm. Don't eat the whole cake. Mm. Have a piece of cake. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. You know, and that's that's what I want people to know. And that goes back to the question you asked earlier. Why do people, why are people afraid? And that, that's it. I want to do something that you can do forever. Not mm. a quick fix. Because mm. quick fixes might work temporarily, but they're not going to work long term. Mm. sustainability is what we what we want to do absolutely and he the the entire premise of the podcast man is to to talk to like exceptional small town people like yourself so we can help the entrepreneurs coming up to find success here in their small town and and i just want to point out that a big part of that success is one sustainability that people are happy doing what they're doing they're just not trying to make more money, but they feel like better versions of themselves from their career, yeah. you know? And I yeah. think this is just such a huge part of the puzzle. I, I've seen that in my in my own life and the changes that people like you have helped me make. Mm-hmm. And so I just want other people to feel that same success, you know? Um, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm sure you didn't imagine you could ever be this version of Heath six years ago, right? right? That right. didn't seem possible. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit about what your diet and fitness regimen looks like. (laughs) So, um, let's start with diet. I mean, it's not as crazy as everybody would think. Um, I do try to stick with mostly real foods like, you know, meats and and vegetables and fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a slight peanut butter addiction that I'm trying (laughs) to get under control. Sure, Um, sure. But I'm trying to do the powdered peanut butter in place of it. But it's it's not quite the same, but it's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean I eat I eat good probably eighty percent of the time when I say good I mean clean food that's not processed not refined anything like that mm-hmm. but um, don't for a second think that Saturday when the Buckeyes are on I'm not going to have some chicken <laughs> wings and some cheese yeah, you know what yeah, I mean I absolutely mean, and, and that's what I'm talking about you got to live your life you're and, looking forward to the chicken wings absolutely. and cheese and yeah. I'm going to eat that and then and when that game's over or when Saturday's over I'm going to go right back to normal it, it's it's a good balance because I don't want to go the rest of my life without that. Mm. Um, Fitness, let's talk about it. So <laughs> I, I try to do CrossFit five to six days a week if possible. Um, and you also have coaching on top yes, of that. Yes, right? That's I coach. Yeah. Um, but I try to do a workout myself, mm-hmm. a CrossFit workout, five to six days a week. Um, and sometimes I go seven because my friends peer pressure me into it. Happens, um, happens. <laughs> and then... Um, I try to run, you know, 12, 15 miles a week if I can. Um, sometimes that's a little less. It's never more. I can guarantee you that. Mm. Um, and then I've recently, in the past six months, got into cycling, which is just 
so hard to try to fit that in with everything else because, you know, I could be a responsible person and go for like a 12 or 15 mile bike ride, but for some reason I feel the need to go for 20 or 30. So, <laughs> but that's just my own problem there. But, you know, it's, it's just, so I'll do the CrossFit five or six days, run a few days a week, and then I'll, uh, I'll jump on the bike as many days as my body will let me do it. You know what mm, I mean? Because mm. even, even with the good sleep and nutrition, you can only do so yeah, much yeah, before absolutely. you start deteriorating yeah. your body. What What's your sleep average? You know, like um, when... I shoot for at least eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately, and I, I'm not exactly sure what has gotten it to happen other than I've been focusing on it, trying to go to sleep with less light on and less noise and stuff like that. My, my average for um, deep and REM are... Um, Two hours each. Wow. Which is impressive because used to I was getting 45 minutes each. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so Saturday I had three and a half of the uh, the REM sleep. And I was like, man, I should be able to like write a book or something this morning. But like <laughs> I've never had three and a half hours. That was insane. And I had two hours of deep. And, and it, it did take your body time to adjust to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... I mean, right now, I don't. I I just made slow changes, and you know, if you change like what you eat right before bed and stuff like that, I I just become obsessed with this whoop. So I listen to podcasts on how to up your recovery, and and mm. the main thing they keep talking about sleep. So I just kept you know trying to figure out how to get better sleep, and it's it's been working. Mm. It's been working well. So that does help me with all my crazy uh, fitness needs that I'm in currently. <laughs> so yeah, man, you're a maniac. I, I'll like wake up in the morning and I work out at one of the early slots in the morning and then like Heath and I are on the same team on this whoop thing so like I'll just look at Heath at like noon and he's biked like 20 miles (laughs) and I'm immediately enraged (laughs) that's good though but like all that competition I mean I'd say that's that's a large part of our like uh, of fitness success is you have people that can both hold you accountable ask you like hey why didn't you do anything today or like where were you at the gym and then you also just enjoy being around other people this this isn't something that anybody has to do alone no and that's the best thing about the the gym is is you do have a heck of a support system down there and Mm. and people do miss you when you're going nobody it doesn't go unnoticed and it's not always a guilt trip Sometimes they might say, "Hey, where are you at?" <laughs> on Facebook they get or something. A little bit, yeah. But um, you know, it, it is a genuine concern, and they like to have you there. It's a social thing, and, and everybody's your friend, so it's a good little a good little thing going down there. Mm. Well, he man, I definitely just speaking personally, admire you and the changes that you've made, and how you're help, helping other people do the same thing. Um, tell us what you're excited about uh, in your career at this point. I'm excited because, you know, we had this first year at TCC um, basically figuring out this new program. You know, this is kind mm. of a – and nobody around here is doing it, and it's 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 a big thing. So we've kind of had some learning or growing pain, stuff like that, trying to figure out how the best way to run this. So I'm really excited now because we've got this big plan on how we're going to do it, you know, for 2021. Mm. And I think it's going to be really successful and include even more people in the TCC and, and maybe even clients. You never know. Um and I think it's going to be um, a big a big deal, and it's going to go over well, and people are going to really benefit from it. And, and that's what we're in the middle of now is getting ready for 2021, mm. um, the health and wellness program at TCC. So it, it's exciting. And, um, of course, I'm excited for more, another year of crazy fitness that, that we get to do every day. No doubt, man. Yeah. Well, uh, tell, tell us where we can get a hold of you, where you're at online. Um, you know, I have Facebook. It's it's Heath Gray, H E I T H G R A Y, which is spelled awkwardly. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, Instagram as well. Um, you know, and you can get a hold of me down at the gym anytime you want. Um, TCC 
If you're uh, an employee there, my email is healthandwellnesscoach at thecounselingcenter.org. Um, and, and that's how people get a hold of me to set up meetings and stuff. So in any time, you know, just get a hold of me. We can talk about things that doesn't have to, you don't have to be a TCC employee. If you're just interested in learning to be a healthier version of you, it happens to be one of my favorite things to talk about. So I would love <laughs> to bend your ear about it. I mean, it, it's just a fun conversation for me. So I'll have it with anybody. Don't be afraid to get a hold of me. Well, he, thanks again for meeting us down here at the Speakeasy Man and uh, telling other people about uh, what you're doing and how they can do it themselves. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.